there's a lot of people claiming that essentially Nikki Haley had Democrats come into the caucusing, switch their affiliation, vote in favor of her. They talked about big Democrat donors. I don't know if this is true or not. I, you know, I don't even like that idea that they can actually do that. That's very concerning to me that Democrats could easily switch affiliation and come vote in a, in a caucus. Like, I just, I don't know. That doesn't, that doesn't bode well with me. Welcome to the All-American Savage Show podcast with your host, John Burke, and his far more attractive co-host, me. Now, let's get into it. That's what your mom said. <laughs> to the All-American Savage Show podcast. I am your host, John Burke, with my beautiful, heterosexual, bearded, Jewish life partner sitting across his desk, grinning at me from ear to ear. Because the first thing he said, it's the first thing he says when I walk in this morning, he's like, how's it going? You doing, big guy? It's like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I knew it. I knew coming in, I was like, bro. And I didn't get a text from you last night. I was like, I know he's 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 waiting. He's waiting. I appreciate it. I didn't that. even watch I, it. I appreciate that, I, though. <laughs> I kind of feel like I knew what was going to happen last night. Uh, yeah. So apparently there was an election last night and everybody's just got, no. Um, we got, we have the Iowa caucus results in. We're going to break down what happened. Uh, I'm going to tell you this right now. I will not on this show be taking the positioning that some people are saying it was rigged. It was not rigged. Democracy speaks. That's just, that's all there is to it. Is this over? No, it's not. Uh, we were going to go in depth on this. Before we get to this, make sure you check us out at shellshockcbd.com and also our Rumble, or excuse me, not Rumble. Yeah, check out us, check us out on Rumble too. But support the uh, the locals. It's attached to our Rumble. If you want to support the show, we've got a lot of great subscribers over there, and I appreciate that. Thank you so much. I do need to get more involved with the locals. I'm I'm not really sure how. Like, I don't post a lot of content that like you have. To, I don't post any content you have to pay for. So I don't know really how to like 
make them feel special outside of thank you. Thank you for supporting the show. I mean, we give you the 35% off Shell Shock CBD, but it's just like, I know Viva talked about like he does special stuff for, like, I don't know. I just, maybe feet picks. Would you like feet picks? We'll do feet picks. We'll do Josh's feet picks over there. How about that? Stepping in mud or something. (laughs) (laughs) Dirty feet. Dirty feet. Uh, Anyway. Uh, But yeah, check us out at shellshockcbd.com. Running some great deals right now. Uh, Matter of fact, what deals are we running? Uh, no code require spend. Uh, we're still doing the hundred dollars to get a free hemp tea, strawberry, kiwi, fruit. Oh, don't forget the samples. Don't forget the samples out there. If you're curious about trying any of our products, the ones that have samples, I believe are the, we have the rackouts, the Delta eights, the Delta nines, the fallouts, all of these gummies out here. There are CBD, CBD with THC, just THC, CBD with melatonin. We've got you covered if you need help sleeping. So check us out. Right there. All right, let's get into it. Today's or last night's results came in. We saw the Iowa caucus turn up for uh, to vote. Now, the final results from what I'm seeing are 51% go to 51.01% go to Donald Trump. Um, 21.23% go to Ron DeSantis. Nikki Haley came in at 19.12%. And of course, Vic Ramaswamy at 7.66%. And then who the hell is Ryan Binkley? I don't know. I don't know who the hell, but he got like 0.7%. That's in the ring, whoever he is. And then Asa Hutchinson's got 0.17%. And then Chris Christie got 0.03%. So automatically. But he right dropped up. out, though. It does, I mean, a candidate can drop out, but they can still be so voted for. Okay. Yeah, it, they can still be voted for. Um, we'll start with, let's just start with from the bottom up. Chris Christie, we knew that was going to happen. He dropped out. It is what it is. Don't know who the hell Ryan Binkley is. Vivek Ramaswamy, again, called this from the get-go. I did not think he was going to do very well. Vivek Ryan, as a Trump surrogate, he was basically trying to split the MAGA base. We saw that with uh, his defense against Trump's attacks. Like, a Trump attacked him twice in, like, the last 72 hours, and Vivek, excuse me, refused to punch back. That just tells me that Vivek is trying to use the MAGA base to his own momentum. It didn't work out. Um, I'm sure Austin Peterson's punching the sky. I'm sure Andy Fursell is punching, punching the sky right now. That was their guy. Uh, whether they claim it or not, like, I really like this guy. And Vivek did say a lot of things that I did like. I mean, I just didn't trust the guy. But he's dropped out, of course. I appreciate the way he mm-hmm. called out the media, yeah. you know, yeah. called out other politicians. But that's the Nikki thing that Haley, aggravates I mean, me. Most of all, yeah. he, he would hit her really hard. And Vivek, I thought, would do somewhat better, not 7.6%. I he would do a little bit better, too. Yeah, I thought that he really went after Haley hard. I think he was animatedly, and I've said this before, He's been the best debater on that stage. I think DeSantis has the policy numbers. Vivek has the spontaneity. He's got the animation. He's, he's he, a great he can, debater. He's a great debater. He's a master debater. Master debater. So Vivek has dropped out and supports Trump now. Of his voter base, I don't know how many are actually going to follow suit with that. Will it bump Trump? Yeah, I think it will. Yeah. Um, then we go to Nikki Haley. This has been the most impressive version of gaslighting I've seen in my entire life. Immediately following the election, uh, the caucusing, um, she instantly says, now it's down to a two-man race. <laughs> I'm like, Nikki, you came in third. Uh... You, you came in third. And, you know, and the thing that actually makes me really nervous is the fact that she got as far as she has. Like, Nikki Haley, I... I, I I, I feel like this woman is genuinely old guard Bush era Republican neocon, legitimate neocon. The fact that she's resonated that much with like 19%, that's frightening. But that is, and I, I'm very curious to see who her voter base is comprised of. Actually, I've got the numbers right here as far as who actually voted for Nikki Haley and Democrats. the rest of 
Well, there was a lot of that. There's a lot of people claiming that essentially Nikki Haley had Democrats come into the caucusing, switch their affiliation, vote in favor of her. They talked about big Democrat donors. I don't know if this is true or not. I, you know, I don't even like that idea that they can actually do that. That's very concerning to me that Democrats could easily switch affiliation and come vote in a, in a caucus. Like, I just, I don't know. That doesn't, that doesn't bode well with me. Um, why isn't your thing, why is yours blurry? Let me go to, I'll, I'll do this later. Anyway, <clears throat> of Nikki Haley's voter base, um, let me pull these numbers up real quick. Yeah, Nikki Haley, um, she polled highest with boomers. Second highest was with 17 to 29-year-olds. So let's go down the statistics on this one. Um, let's start with Vivek Ramaswamy. From 17-year-old to 29-year-old voters, he got 21%. From 30 to 44, he got 17%. 45 to 64, 6%. And of the boomer crowd, 65 and older, only 3%. He really resonated with the younger crowd. Outside of that, he drastically dropped off. Um, let's go to Hutchinson. I don't know. Haley. Uh, her biggest crowds were split between the 17 to 29 year olds at 23% and the 65 year old and older at 24%. She's got a split there. Ron DeSantis, 35% from 17 to 29 year olds, 27%, 30 to 44 year olds, uh, 45 to 64. Uh, he got 35 or excuse me, 23% and 65 years or older. He got 17%. Donald Trump, um, 21% to 17 to 29 year olds, 41%, 30 to 44 year olds, and then 52%, 46 to 64 year olds and 56%, 65 or older. So he's got a lot of momentum with the 30 and up. He does with that one. Um, whereas in DeSantis has 35. Yeah. So it's DeSantis resonates with the younger base. Trump gets with an older base or Nikki Haley. She's a split. You know, now, what I thought was interesting mm -hmm. was the, that Fox news, uh, voter, analysis of the percentage of each candidate supporters who are first time attendees. Mm -hmm. So Nikki Haley was 33%. Ramaswamy's 35%. Mm -hmm. Trump was 29%. Mm -hmm. DeSantis was only 20%. As far as voter turnout for first time voters? First time voters. I'm wondering how much of that is actually coordinated through Democrats though. <clears throat> mm -hmm. I don't like that idea that Democrats can come in there and I'm not, and here's the thing. You're not going to hear me on this show say the election was rigged. No, no, I'm not saying this was rigged. I'm not saying it was manipulated. I did not like the fact that Fox News and the rest of the FNC outlets were calling it at 10 After minutes like, in. <laughs> it was just like, wait, hey, you, you know, MAGA sat there and you said the same thing with Arizona election results. You're like, wait, you can't call it yet. And even I'm like, no, you really can't call that. But then, you know, but the one thing you rely upon is the MSM will be the MSM. Yeah. I don't think there's any way to outlaw this. I, I don't agree with outlaw because that's the First Amendment. I think it coincides with the CNN entrance poll that said, do you think Biden legitimately won in 2020? And 68% said no. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> what was the demographic on this one, though? Did it say uh, who they polled? I, I don't know who they polled, but they uh -huh. put it up on their network, which is surprising that they actually put it up. The Fox there, but is changing again. They're going pro-Trump. You know, there, there's the, other thing, the political landscape of this. So we, people are going to go ahead. We talked about this a little bit before, but I think people have been disenfranchised because yeah. they feel like their vote was stolen in yeah. 2020. So you're going to see more people mm -hmm. start to show up at the, mm -hmm. the vote. I, I don't disagree with that. It's just not something that I've said before. I'm going to allow to influence me in my vote. I'm still voting for Ron DeSantis. I, yeah. You know, I, I do want to make it make it very clear. He's a, I think he's a good choice. I think he is, too. Um but right now, when we see, and I've got the articles on this, when we see the delegates, I think Trump has secured 20 out of the 40 Iowan delegates. DeSantis had like, what, eight, nine? Um, and then Nikki Haley, a dismal third. 
And the fact that she continues to to just, you know, she's already tweeted out. It's like, I'm ready to debate Donald Trump. That's all I have. It's like, Nikki, you're third. You couldn't even beat Ronda. You couldn't even beat Vivek Ramaswamy. Yeah, why would he <clears throat> lower himself to, he's not going to, to. The, to debate you? Now, the, he, no, he's not going to, especially now. He's And he certainly won't debate Ron DeSantis. It's not going to happen. He's, he's trying to continue. do what Christie did by calling him out from the debate stage. Yeah, yeah. Now... With these outcomes, we've seen, you know, again, Trump with 51% of the vote out there. Ron DeSantis, 21%. Number one, I do owe Viva Fry a, uh, a bottle of, um, uh, what was it, gin. Well, I texted him last night. I was like, bro, I'll make good on my bet. And I was like, I'm a man of my word. And he said, was like, well, you know, he's like, we can make it up and say it's a tomahawk steak when I come visit Texas. You come to Florida. And it's like, I don't mind paying my debts. It's like, I was, you got it right. Technically, though. I, I could hold him on a technicality. He said, you said 10 points. It was it was actually 30. So, <laughs> oh, that hurts. Oh, that hurts so bad. It was an impressive win. It's it's one that, you know, I, I said this before. I think Donald Trump has a lot more support. I think he is very dug in. And the things that you just listed are examples as to why. When he gets indicted, his voter base goes up. His fundraising goes up. He does have, he's dug in like a tick with the GOP, especially the boomer crowd. This is going to be a fight for DeSantis. There is well, no mean, doubt about that. I'm not a boomer. No, no, I'm saying based upon here, though, the, the actual numbers, oh, the boomer, the evangelicals, he resonates very well with. And the other part is when you look at a lot of the boomer, and I'm not saying boomer, like, okay, boomer, I'm saying that's the age category. Right. They are retired. They get more involved. They care a lot more. And if you look at the Iowa voter turnout, it was dismal. Too. A lot grumpier, yeah. It was dismal. Like, we had a less voter turnout. It was 138,000, I think. Uh, I think it was 110 compared to, like, the 185,000 last time. I want to say it was 135. Well, maybe even if it was, it's like it's Josh still a lot less. A boomer. <laughs> Josh I'm a, a Gen boomer. Xer. John, yeah, Josh is technically a Gen Xer. Um, I'm at that, like, sweet spot between, I'm right between Gen X and Millennial by, like, one year, which is weird. Like, I was 84. Yeah. And I think the I Gen think Xers are, like, 83, 82. Gen X? No, it's oh. like 70s. To, no. Yeah, it is. No. It's like 70 to 79. Somebody fact 80. check that. Fact check that. Anyway. You're millennial. Your face is a millennial. <laughs> no, I know I'm millennial. Yeah, I know that. Um, let's get into it right here, though. Let's start with Vivek Ramaswamy. Tide eating millennial. That's that's Gen Z. Oh, that was never Tide. me. That was never my people. Shut the hell up. Shut your mouth. You shut your whore mouth. Uh, what did I do here? Hold on. I got a, this is from uh, when Viva was on the show yesterday. Ooh, do I want to shrink it to that level? Boom. All right. Hopefully people can see this. We've got a lot of things to get to here today. Um, oh, yeah, I got to shrink this. One second, guys. Boom. Appreciate Viva coming on the show yesterday, by the way. It was a lot of fun having him on. Great discussion. Great debate. Um, all right, here we go. Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy drops out of 24 presidential race, endorses this candidate. Um, this comes to us from msm.com. Uh, following the release of the early results of the Iowa caucus on Monday night, Vivek Ramaswamy suspended his 2024 presidential campaign. I kind of figured that's, I, I called it, I was like, this, it's, it's about to happen. As soon as Donald Trump yanked the leash, that's it, you're done. And he did that to Vivek. Vivek was a surrogate. He's already endorsed Donald Trump. There was, and did, did you, I, you probably, you said you didn't watch last night. I watched his, um, I watched his final speech. It was on like a karaoke microphone that had colors on it. It was like, can you at least get the guy a good microphone? Like, uh, you know, it, it felt like a little embarrassing for him. But either way, Vivek, splash, flash of the pan. He's done. He's gone. He's out. 
Um, Ramaswamy, who spent at least $10 million of his own money on his campaign, garnered just under 8% of the votes, which played a big role in his decision to end his presidential run, as the Desert News reported. I think it's true that we did not achieve the surprise that we wanted or to deliver tonight, he said in Des Moines. Uh, in a post on X, formerly known as Twitter, I am so tired of them saying this. It's just Twitter. Can we just call it Twitter, please? It's Twitter. Damn it, Elon. Um, Ramaswamy said his campaign was based on speaking the truth. Uh, the people spoke loud and clear about who they want, the 30-year-old, 38-year-old businessman said, before revealing that he is endorsing President Trump, vouching to do everything I can to make sure he is the U.S. next U.S. president. Um <clears throat> Utah Senator Mike Lee, a Republican in, post, in a post on X, showed appreciation for Ramaswamy for running a good, positive campaign. He did. I will I will concede that Vivek did run a very good campaign as far as, like, keeping it respectful, keeping he focused on, I think he hit good targets. I think he did. I think he ran yeah. the campaign that um, I, I can't be critical of. I really he can't. He raised some really good questions about Nikki Haley, about she yeah. went from going in, from being in bankruptcy to becoming a multimillionaire. Yeah. And, yeah, I still like how contracts and I like how Nikki Haley is like my daughter. It's hard for her to find a house. Like you're a millionaire. Shut up. Yeah, shut up. That does you not resonate. Relate? Who are you relating with? Exactly. So, so Vivek's out of it. Now that leaves um, Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis, and Donald Trump. Again, Nikki Haley coming in at 19.12 percent over Ronda or under Ron DeSantis, 21.23 percent. Republican GOP is split in Iowa. It's you see it split down the middle roughly. But again, of that, I don't know if that's accurate because I'm wondering how many Democrats got involved to favor Nikki. I feel like I don't know if it was enough to really kind of bound or tip yeah, this. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> I don't like the idea that Democrats have that option. I, I just in caucuses across the board. But I did I did like the fact that number one, <clears throat> they were paper ballots. They were live counting. Like I watched, they were videotaping this people. I do respect, there was a, there was a Vivek guy that was filming. I saw a Trump guy filming. Uh, kudos to those guys going out there and actually giving a damn about the security of the election. Thank you for doing that. Um, but we watched it unfold live last night. And I think they did it the right way. I think the way they, they showcased that election was very good. It was transparent. We need that. I think that, I, I'm not against like, I don't see why we can't do this again in the future, but I know I, I kind of wondered about that because these ballots are nameless. It's literally you go in there, you write it, and you hand it over. So I don't think you can go about it that way for a general election because then you're going to be displaying voter names. It's like I don't think that's legal because you can't even take pictures in the voter booth. You can't even take video in the voter booth. You're supposed to vote and get out. That's all you can do. So I don't know. I, I, I just I wish it was to that level, but I, I would think it would violate a lot of uh, election laws to be able to film it live. But either way, um, they did it right. I'm not going to sit there and say that this was one of those things like, oh, it was rigged. <clears throat> I, I don't think it was rigged. Democracy spoke. No, I think if more people had turned out, it would have gone in Trump's favor. You, you brought that up prior to the show. You said the weather had a lot to do with this. And if you have the boomer crowd that are up there in years and, you know, the weather may have had them stay home. I, I, could, I could believe that. I could see that. Yeah, because if it's you know, blizzard conditions, yeah. you know, for it the was most cold part, up there. Yeah. If you're a hardcore Ron DeSantis supporter, yeah. then nothing's going to stop and you're going to get out yeah. there. So that's probably who came out and voted for him, supported him. Same mm -hmm. with Vivek. Yeah. You know, uh, but I think Trump's numbers would have probably, probably been probably, a bit more. I think so. Yeah. We'll see already. Uh, Ron DeSantis, I believe is in, in North Carolina. I don't know if, I, I don't think he's skipping New Hampshire. DeSantis. Yeah. And the polling, by the way, I do want to capitalize on the polling real quick. Let's pull this up. Uh, let's go to the, <clears throat> excuse me, where's it at? I got it right here. Um, come on, where's it at? Where's it at? 
uh, 530 polls. Where the, oh, you got to be kidding me. I had this pulled up just for this reasoning. We're all wrong in regards to second, third, and fourth place. Um, a lot of these polls, if you go back to, hold on, let me find this. I've got one right here. Here's interactive polls, the Iowa GOP caucus final poll before the. Uh, yeah, go ahead. It was they had Trump at fifty two point one percent, DeSantis at nineteen point three, Haley at eighteen and a half, Ramaswamy at six and a half, Hutchinson at point seven. I've got the polls here from five thirty eight project, and they've got <clears throat> excuse me, we've they got got to say that's pretty accurate. That is pretty damn accurate, but it's just because you know I got one. Where, where was that poll? This was uh, interactive polls, the Iowa GOP caucus. When was the, it? When the was final it, poll. The final poll. When was it uh, closed the, off? I guess the day of the. Uh-huh. Let's see what it was. January 13th, you've got, um, hold on, let me show this for everybody. This is poll projects.538.com polls. And it's like, it's a, a list of all the polls out there. And we look at this, you see um, DeSantis versus Biden, but you see a lot of these DeSantis polls out here. And DeSantis in a lot of these polls was going to come in at like in a single digit percentile. And a lot of them had Nikki Haley above DeSantis. Um, you've got right here, Trump 69%, DeSantis 14%. That's CBS News, YouGov. You got Des Moines, Trump 48%, Haley 20%. Um, you got Biden versus Trump. You got Trump 51%, DeSantis 17% at insider average, 850 people polled at January 11th. You've got various different polling here. You've got Trump 44%. This is from Emerson College. Trump 44%, Nikki Haley 28%. What, where's that from? Emerson College, January no, 8th through the 10th. The, uh, where are you reading from? 538? Oh, this is 538. It's a conglomeration of all these polls. It's a collective of them. So you can go through and you see um, Trump 55%, DeSantis 14%. Um, you see Trump 53% and Haley 19%. And it just goes on and on and on. And we've seen the polls being quoted by the likes of Fox, CBS. And again, a majority of them had DeSantis polling very, very low. I didn't think the spread was going to be this big, but I did think it's like Trump's dug in. I think Trump could potentially take it. I wanted to see more turnout. DeSantis had a ground game in Iowa. And by the way, kudos to all the DeSantis people that, re- that flew up there on their own dime to knock on doors and stuff like that. Um, they were out, they were out there brave in the cold weather. Trump didn't have a ground game in Iowa. He didn't see a point to it. He's like, I've got it based upon popularity. And he, he was, was right. He was right. He was right. <laughs> he won every he, single he, county. He, uh, no, he missed one county by one vote. Nikki Haley took it. <laughs> I, I really? know. I know. Yeah. He was literally by one vote. Um, which is crazy to me that Nikki Haley took that county, but overall it was Trump first to Santa second. Now, what does this mean moving forward? And this is just my opinion on this one. If Trump is resonating with the boomers, DeSantis is going to have to shift his campaign. Now, we have to look historically speaking from this. We saw um, Reagan do the same thing. Reagan, was it, was it Reagan and Ford? Was it Nixon? Bush. No, no, oh, no. Well, no, it was, no, no. We're, we're going back further. Oh, okay. It was, it was, oh God, who was it? I think it was, I think it was Reagan. And he had to juice his campaign and he came back. It is possible. Likely, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm not trying to give people false hope. This was not the win that a lot of the DeSantis people, myself included, wanted. This was... These numbers are, are pretty bad, but it also means that DeSantis still has the opportunity. As long as the donor money keeps pouring in, and me, many people are saying they're still going to do it, he can continue to fight. I do think he's going to have to do a campaign shift. He's going to have to change the, the tactics here because if not, Trump's you got to go after the boomers. You've got to try and bring them over to your side, the evangelicals. How you do that, that means it's going to get dirty. It's going to get dirty. Does, does Ron DeSantis have that in him? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. He's got to change his, his. How much dirtier can it get against Donald Trump from playing. like getting peed on by hookers? <laughs> how much dirtier does it get? I, I don't know. I, that, that's one of those things that like Austin Peterson said this. Viva Fry said this. Like if you're going to play his game, you got to get better at him than it, than, than him doing it. And DeSantis can't because that's not in his character. It's not in his character to lie, to go to that level, 
to, you know, infer certain just ridiculous lies out there. So, and, and, you know, if DeSantis did that, I kind of lose some respect for him. It's like, I don't agree with that. That's one thing I will respect about Vivek. Vivek didn't lie about stuff. He flipped, well, actually he did. He flip-flopped on some of his policies concerning Israel and his criticisms of Donald Trump. But overall, I don't think he lied um, as much as, say, for example, Nikki Haley does. Like, Nikki Haley lies nonstop. And the fact that she's resonated so high is just mind-blowing to me. So... That's where I think DeSantis needs to go. We're going to see what he does. I'm not throwing in the towel. I still, as long as DeSantis runs, he'll have my vote. We'll have to see. Um, the next one, I think Nikki Haley is pushing up to New Hampshire. Uh, and a lot of the polls out there, she resonated. In some of the polls, they said, like, she's beating Trump up there. And I'm like, there's no way. There is no way. He's so, just going to take all those polls and, you know, come up with the average. I just think that it's, it's, it's misguided from the get-go. But, again, we'll see where they go from here. But we got um, Vivek Sarami drops out. <clears throat> Here's how Trump won in Iowa and why the caucuses were practically over before they began. And again, this was AP and the rest of them. They literally are broadcasting this. But like right when the polls open, matter of fact, <clears throat> I was streaming this last night. You can go back and roll the footage. When the polls just open, like within the first five to 10 minutes, Fox News, like, we're calling it for Trump. And I'm like, he did it again. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? It's like, they just opened. So what they were doing, though, is, you know, a lot of people are saying this could be voter or this could be election interference. I don't necessarily agree with that. I think it's influential. But if I was standing in line for Ron DeSantis, and, you know, a lot of people, there was like two or three um, different interviews I saw on Twitter where they were saying that we were standing in line to vote and somebody from Trump like stood up and set up the phone and said, hey, they're already calling Trump God. And a lot of people just walked out. They said, what's the point in voting? But at that time, it's like, I don't necessarily think that's illegal. I think that if you're just going to give up on that matter, well, then that's that's all there is to it. I'm still going to vote no matter what. Yeah, I would. Uh, if I was standing in line, they're yeah. like, oh, you won. I'm I I'm voting I still, anyway. I would still cast my vote. And I don't think there's any way to prevent this from happening without infringing on someone's First Amendment right or the freedom of the press. I don't agree with it. I feel like it's dishonest. It's, it's very... Um, Do you think they were just trying to be first? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it got the clicks. It's yeah. all about clicks. It's all about money. Fox, let me, let me put it this way. Fox, Tucker, the rest of them, I don't think it's necessarily about principle. It's about the clicks. It's about the ad revenue. It's about generating money. They're going to see which way the political wind shifts, and that's the direct... Because I'm, I'm old enough to remember when Fox was going after Trump. Fox yeah. did not... They went after Trump for a while there. Now Fox is changing their tune. It's like now Fox knows Trump is probably going to be the incumbent or probably going to be the uh, the nominee, according to them. They're like, well, now we better start supporting supporting Trump. Trump knows this. He plays the game. It's just how it is. But again, when it comes to like reporting on this, what a lot of these organizations, what a lot of these MSM mouthpieces were doing was they were taking the early votes from certain counties that had less number of people vote and then say, these are our votes. We've already counted them. Here it is. We submit it. And those votes come in live. So when you see these early counties reporting, it did show Donald Trump up by a lot. And I was just like, whoa, I was like, we got a long way to go because certain counties might be a little bit different in terms of who they support. So as it came in, Trump's number dropped a lot. Not enough, though. Again, at 51%. Once, because at one point he was like 60% and then just really dropped, but he never went below 50%, I don't think. Um, it did look like it was going that way. It was like, hey, there's still hope. We'll see. Um, but the outcome, like I said, 30-point spread, that's a lot. And the next thing you know, Dak Prescott throws an interception and they run it back for a <laughs> touchdown and you're out of the playoffs. <laughs> We're not out yet. We're not out yet. It is possible to come back from this. 
it is going to be a fight. It's going to be a fight that's hard as hell. It's hilarious. By the way, I do appreciate the likes of Cat Tur and the rest of the grifters like retweeting me today. It's like, look how wrong John Burke is. It's like, I'm not wrong. My guy didn't win the Iowa caucus, but I'm not wrong in my support of him. That's where they're going to try and conflate. And then Laura Loomer's like, we've got the screenshots. Post them. Like, I'm not. My principles have not changed. They will not come on the show and say, well, you know what, guys? Pump the brakes. Yeah, pump, pump the, the brakes. And she's like, we've got you, you traitors. Like, uh, and then I saw one of my friends on Twitter. She's like, I'm calling dibs on the concentration camp top bunk. And I posted a gif of Steve McQueen throwing the ball in solitary confinement. They think like MAGA's going to lock us up. You people seem don't seem to understand. It's like Twitter is one thing. Real life is another. And if you try and flex in real life, you're going to get shot. So yeah, I would, I would, I would caution you on that. Don't you dare. And again, Laura Loomer tries to like get people energized through her lies and manipulation, but you're not going to do a fucking thing. You're a spineless, toothless little, you know, that's as far as I'll go with that one. You're not going to do anything. It's like, and we, and then like Jack Sobis, like the rest of all the, all the DeSantis people are, are deleting their, their, their Trump criticisms. Like, no, we're not. We don't operate. And this is what they need to understand. And you, you mark my words on this. We don't operate in the capacity that our leader or our, our, our king dictates to us who we like and dislike based upon what somebody said about them being truthful or lie. It doesn't matter. All the DeSantis base, myself included, we're voting for DeSantis because we feel he's the better qualified conservative candidate. There is no having to delete Trump tweets there. They were founded in constitutionality. You can. And that's why a lot and a lot. I love the lot of the, the trolls are like in my comments, like oh, I'm trying to rub it in. I don't read the comments and my engagement is going through the fucking roof. So get me paid. I don't care. Either way, I'm not deleting a single tweet. And then Cat Turner and the rest of them are like, they've like quoted me twice. Apparently, Elijah Schaefer came after me. It's like, bro, I'm sorry. Like when you get fired from the blaze for sexual assault, like come talk to me, dude. Like stop. Sit down. All you shills and grifters, like, stop. Because here's the deal. What I will not do, and you mark my words here, is do what Glenn Beck did in 2015, or 20, it was 2015, that he said, he was the one that called Trump supporters brown shirts. And it was kind of like, that's a little overboard. I found that disingenuous. It's like, you're trying to make such an exaggerated stretch that I think it, it loses the validity or it loses the, um, the, serious, the seriousness or sincerity of what those people actually did back then. I call them cultists, ones that will define or defend Trump no matter what. Those are cultists. There's a difference there. But what I'm not going to do is sit here and pull the Glenn Beck and be like, well, I guess I'll put on the MAGA hat because I don't like how the news is attacked. Bro, you were trying to save your career from day one. I don't get paid to do this. I don't have an MSM outlet. It's not. That's not. We're not Blaze Media. It's literally me and Josh here giving our own hot takes. So you're not going to see us bend the knee to anybody else out there just for the sake of saying, well, we, we don't want to lose support. I don't give a fuck. Like, I really don't. And that's even that one dude's like, I can give you a job after this. It's like, do you do you not know how Shellshock is doing? Do you know, Have you not heard of Shellshock? Some dude that works at a shoe factory. It's just kind of like it's a veteran shoe factory. It's like, you don't even own it. Thank you. So, yeah, thank you. He's like, I could still buy you if I wanted to. That doesn't change anything. But the trolls are going to troll. That's just the way it is on, on Twitter. But don't give in to these people. Don't let them influence you. Don't let them back you into a corner. Hold the line. We're going to see. We'll, we'll see as long as Santa stays in this fight. There's no reason to stop supporting him. Hopefully the uh, the donor money doesn't dry up. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's any reason to be a a sore winner either. Oh, that's just Twitter. That's Twitter in general. That's social media in general. You're going to have people that are going to come out there and they're going to try and use everything under the sun against you. They're going to try and paint you as if like we were gaslighting. There isn't a single tweet I put on there that was any kind of gaslighting. Um, Kat Turk quoted the one where I was talking about Alex Brussowitz trying to insult DeSantis and his people. And I said, look at this. They're scared. And of course they're scared. They took out $40 million in ads on DeSantis. You're damn right you were scared. 
Otherwise, you wouldn't have done that. Otherwise, Trump wouldn't have even shown up personally in Iowa. So don't sit there and pretend like, you know, you weren't. You were nervous. And the attack ads, they're going to continue. They will continue. So they could sit there and say all the things they want to say. That's fine. Still going to vote for DeSantis. Yeah, I mean, because if something does happen to Trump, let's mm-hmm. say he dies. Let's say he doesn't make it. Mm-hmm. You know, he's in, like late. I have in, seen some of the Santa supporters seven, talk about uh, you know? the legal issues. It's like, I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not going to sit there and take this. It's like, he's going to jail. I don't know. I don't think he's going to jail. I don't think he's going to jail either. But, I mean, I mean, I'm not going to count on that because, again, I don't like Trump. If something had, did happen to him and he wasn't able to run, mm. who are you going to pick then? Right? That's what scares me. It's a close tie between DeSantis and like, Haley. I don't think they're. I don't think anything would. I mean, there's, yeah, a, there's yeah, always a chance. You never yeah. know. But I, you know, I'm, I'm not going to root for the dude to go to jail. No, Personally, I don't root care for him to go though. To jail or health <clears> on yeah. anybody, but but at the same time though, I look at the January yeah. Sixers that got abandoned. It's like I, I I'm sorry, like the tears won't. But maybe that's DeSantis' eyes. thinking. Maybe that's what, you know, let me stay in it long enough, see how it goes, see if it makes yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, know? there's there's still, here's the other thing, though. And if there's the money still, doesn't dry up. Yeah. It, that's ultimately what matters. If the donors stop donating, then it's done. It's over. Yeah, he needs the big donors. All the camp. That's why I'm, I'm they really. They spent, between him <clears throat> and Haley, they spent $72 million in Iowa. I thought he spent more. Let's see. Either way. Here's all about Breitbart. Breitbart's pro-Trump, though. They're always going to have pro-Trump stuff, but they can be pretty accurate on some of their things. Um, there's a lot that can still happen in this ball game. As long as he maintains the donors, he'll keep going. He's already said I'm in it for the long haul. So I got to stop having these energy drinks. <laughs> Burping like crazy. We'll just say again, it's not the, it's not the point spread that we wanted to see, but this is the reality. It's going to be an uphill fight. It is going to be an uphill fight. I think after two States, we'll get a, a better, um, kind of view Iowa's a swing state. I don't think it's going to go very well in a hardcore red state for DeSantis and Haley. I don't. I think that's where you're going to see a lot of the super Trump base. We'll say I could be wrong on that one. We'll say yeah, we'll a lot of people have differing opinions on that one. There's already people saying he's going to go to jail. Like, I'm not taking that position. I don't. I'm not a lawyer. You can already see these cases are starting to fall apart. I mean, oh, yeah, look at yeah, what yeah. Fannie the, Willis yeah. and her scandals yeah. and Alan Briggs, his scandal. Like, all these people have their own scandals yeah. who are trying to prosecute well, Trump. Well, it's lawfare. And, yeah. again, to me, the even bigger story is the political prosecution that these people are using mm. to, you know, uh, subdue their opponent. Well, we've got, um, there's a lot of Democrats out there right now. It's just like they want Trump. And here's the crazy thing, dude. Um, I just saw an ad of Obama backing Biden. I think they're running Biden again. He was like, oh, <laughs> <Good> guys. <laughs> Biden is sitting. Well, you hear Biden's like, let me be clear. We've got Joe Biden. Blah, blah. And then Biden's like, oh, thank you. Bro. He's like, here he is. Let me walk him out here on the marionette string. So I think maybe they are running Biden again. I know it's not going to be newsome now. He got shredded in the debate against DeSantis. They were they were trying to see how he would do. He didn't do well. I think they're running Biden again, and I think they're genuinely of the mindset they're going to beat Trump again. I don't know. I, mean, I don't I, know. I definitely think there'll be shenanigans. Yeah, for sure. Gore with the $1 dono says, um, when life gives you lemons, throw them at zombies or Democrats. <laughs> uh, it is what it is. I just love the fact that my meager little 14,000 follower account on Twitter has these big names all shaken up. They're, tw- they're quoting me all day. It's like, hey, my following's gone up. It's like, I appreciate that. Yeah, so I, To me, it just seems like 
Yeah, we were right. That, that's all it is. Yeah, yeah. they're gonna try and they're gonna try and take. And the yeah. thing that aggravates me is more so like people like Ben Shapiro and Matt Walsh and the rest of them. You know, they said they'd vote for DeSantis, but these guys are not hardcore on the fence for DeSantis. They're playing the, the typical centrist political pundit commentator. Because after Ben Shapiro went hard against Trump in 2015, 2016, he took a beating. He didn't like that. So then he was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to call these things on Trump. But he was like, they basically said he was a never Trump. But then I think he voted for Trump in 2020. I think he did. I could be wrong on yeah, that one. Well, I mean, what's the option? Yeah, it yeah. Was oh, Joe yeah, I Biden. agree. No, I agree. I agree. I did too. But like, um, with these people with their comments and their, you know, sly remarks, yeah. it's, if you're trying to win people over to your side, that's why, that's not the way to do it. Exactly. Like, hey, DeSantis is a good candidate. Yeah. I think he would be a good president. I want to give a, sh- a special shout out to Scott Pressler. Scott Pressler goes out there and does a lot for Republicans in general. That dude is a beast. He's a beast. And he even already made a tweet. He said, look, I want to cordially invite and respectfully invite the DeSantis supporters to come vote for Donald Trump. I just said, I, I, respect, I respect the hell out of what Scott does. God bless you. This guy, he, I don't think he gets paid. He does he does fundraise. Um, he but he lives, I know he's a patriot. The guy lives out of his car a lot of the times, but I was like, you know, to be fair, it's like, that's not going to happen. I'm still not voting Donald Trump. The only time I will vote Donald Trump is if he asked uh, Ron DeSantis to be his VP or Rand Paul outside of that. Uh, we're still waiting to see who Trump's VP pick is going to be. Now, yesterday on the show, Viva said, uh, that it's not going to be Nikki Haley. It was debunked. Um, Trump's campaign manager said it will not be Vivek Ramaswamy. But then when they brought up Nikki Haley, he said, you have to ask Trump on that one. Part of me is like hoping he does pick her just to see the mental gymnastics that will ensue of the MAGA base now having to defend Nikki Haley. But even still, but you're right. To your point, it's like, hey, we got you. You won. It, the gloating is going to happen. And, you know, DeSantis would do it against Trump people. I'd be doing it against Trump people. That's That comes to the territory. But the one thing I will not do is concede any moral ground to them and say, like, oh, you were right. No, the criticism remained the same. The support remains the same, and the reasons why were constitutionally sound. These were not opinions based on, I just don't like Trump, but he's a big old meanie. It's based on pact of policy. I don't agree with his policies. So, I think the state is a better. Huh? Who did you vote for in 2020? Trump. No. Against but, who? I mean, it's the same policies were. What, what's the outcome, though? Now I'm just to the point where it's like, I'm done with this, because I feel like when we saw, like, look at the losses we took after 2020. It's like, wait a minute. We got to start with, because where was the red wave? And it's like, these were Trump picks. A lot of this was Trump brought on. We are going to lose. And now Democrats I mean, I are pushing some, for... some blame on him, but there's a whole Republican Party in GOP. That, oh, I agree with that, that too, yes. to blame as well. Oh, yeah. That, who I agree with that as well. have been in politics, you know, most of their lives at this point. This I is agree. a guy who came in, mm-hmm. who just donated to Democrats and Republicans mm-hmm. and did a, a, a pretty good job. I mean, the economy was... It was good for the first two years, three years until it got tanked. But at the same token, though, like, I I get what you're saying there. But the fact is, like, you had people like Ted Cruz. I don't think Ted Cruz has backed anybody yet. And he's probably going to back Trump now at this point. A lot of these guys are going to watch to see the Iowa turnout, and then they're going to start backing. And the MAGA people on Twitter, oh, they're horrible. Like, they talk about, like, like Trump Trump himself said he congratulated, congratulated Vivek, Nikki, and Ron. I can respect that. But I think, you know, you even called that from the get-go. Trump is going to do that. It's going to be like, these are the primaries. It's mudslinging. And then after the primary is over, we're going to shake hands. I don't view it that way, but I think Trump does. The MAGA people on Twitter, for all the criticisms, we saw people from like Tim Pool, J.D. Vance, and the rest of these MAGA people, all the criticisms they gave towards Team DeSantis as far as how they represented DeSantis on Twitter, they don't criticize their own. And that is apparent today. 
Look at how MAGA is responding on Twitter today, calling us Democrats, traitors, rhinos, all these things. We're voting for someone that is more conservative than your guy. How does that make us a rhino? It doesn't. You're gaslighting. You're lying and projecting at this point. So it's like you can't expect to unify with a cult that performs in this capacity. You can't, and I will not. It's not going to happen. So with these hypocrites out there and these big names that are wanting to sit there and say, oh, DeSantis people debase themselves daily. Um, I'm remembering Laura Loomer doxing Riley Gaines. I remember the doxing from the Joma account over like five or ten different different uh, DeSantis people. All the insults, the attacks, it, at, uncalled for, didn't need it. So to go back to your point as far as the, the GOP not being united under Trump, look at his base. Nobody wants to unite with these people. They're ridiculous. The cultists not are just people. so... Not I, those people, yeah. I want to say there's more people like me, I think if you, yeah, like Viva. Yeah, if you meet those Trump people in real life, it's like, no, it's, again, like I told you, it's horseshoe theory. We agree with more than we disagree on, for sure. I was like, but the act on... Like, Twitter has become a very, very embroiled battleground in the political landscape. And that's where the fighting is at. That's why Trump has got his little backup accounts on there. Cause I don't think contractually Trump can tweet because I think he's in a contract on true social, which really bound him, but he does have a Twitter account. That's this uh, Trump true social posts that he does post to, I believe. So it's like, he's still getting the best of both worlds, but that is where the battleground is. I do don't think, think he, it's, do you think he posts his own stuff? I think legally he does not, but I, I think mean, it's literally just somebody in his team takes the tweet, and then just translate it. Because I, I think he's under contract to do the whole truth social thing. Otherwise, and I said this before, he'd be stupid not to come back to, to Twitter. He'd be dumb. Twitter is where it's at. Yeah, he should. He, he needs to, but I think legally he can't. So we'll see. Not, and that's not because of Twitter. I think it's because of his own contract with True Social. And he's invested a lot of money into that. It's not, it's not going to stay. Like, True Social's dying. Um, We'll see how that goes. And True Social is a massive echo chamber. You're not going to win independence on True Social. It's going to have to be on Twitter. Twitter's where the battleground's at. It's not fun. It's not fun at all. It's really not. No. Like, I've been on True. I'm still on True Social. It's just like, it's the same memes, the regurgitated memes over and over. It's, it's not worth it. So Twitter's where it's at. Trump does need to come back to Twitter. Um, and I think that'll also breathe a lot of new life into Twitter. We'll see. But, um, yeah, this uniting thing, it's, you know, if the roles were reversed and DeSantis had taken Iowa, let's just say by a 30-point spread, he would be he'd be taking the same positioning Donald Trump is right now. It's like, hey, guys, it's over. Look, 30 points, Iowa, swing state. We're calling this right now. Come on over. Let's do it. I'd be taking the same positioning. I would. Uh, I would also be on there saying, like, look, to all my supporters on Twitter, all this, let's be respectful. Invite them over. That's not going to happen because, again, he still needs a strong defense, a strong off, all the stuff. He's going to let the – and he also praised Laura Loomer the other night. And it's like this woman – like even a lot of the Trump people is like she's unhinged. She's This woman is insane, an insane psychopath. The the levels of ignorance that she stooped to and the lies that she spread and the slander, it's like why would you ever want to praise somebody like that? I could praise people like Scott Pressler. Like that's somebody that I would definitely say like I appreciate yeah, your hard I work. I that guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm curious, Josh, what accomplishments has former President Trump given you his vote versus others such as Ron DeSantis? What made his your what made him your guy? Just curious, no judgment. That's from Gore Hunter dollar donation. Thank you. Uh, I just I think Trump did a good job for him, <clears throat> a first time politician taking the role of president and you know reforming the uh, some of the trade deals that the United States had, like NAFTA. You you talked about this us out times, of uh, yeah. the PPP. Or the TPP, sorry. And then, um, you know, securing the border. I think it was like the lowest uh, illegal crossing that we've had in, you know, decades. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody was just better off. I mm-hmm. think it, his foreign policy was really good. He didn't start any new wars. You know, he's had, he beat ISIS back. I think there's a lot of good stuff on that. ISIS is back his, now, by the way. National yeah, Guard in New Jersey. He, he did beat him back, right? He did, yeah. Yeah, he didn't. I mean, and he went he back. Said and he said that I destroyed them. Yeah, he said I destroyed. I remember when he dropped the JDAM on him. I was like, hell yeah. Like, he yeah. murdered a lot of those yeah. dudes. I will give him credit on that one. But he said, I've destroyed ISIS. He's like, no, you haven't. And, it's like, and this is not one of those things. I don't like Trump. It's like, do not underestimate these people. I fought these people. You have not destroyed them. I was like, they are recovering. They're licking their wounds. They will come back and they're back. Now, New Jersey, I just saw an article. I don't know if this is true or not, so don't quote me. But, but I, apparently a New Jersey National Guard unit is getting ready to deploy to Iraq to fight ISIS. And I'm like, there is no way that's true. Like, it's literally like, it's that, that meme of, of Leo DiCaprio. It's like, I've seen this one before. Yeah. It's like, we're going back into an Iraq 3.0. It's like, no, absolutely not. But I mean, but continue, I'm sorry. With the, I, I don't think that would happen under a, if Trump was president right now. I don't think yeah, any of that stuff would happen. I agree. I agree. You know, he had a, he had a good handle on it. I don't think yeah. Russia goes into Ukraine. I agree. And, you know, hopefully China doesn't invade Taiwan. I think they will eventually. Uh, Nikki Haley is right on that one where she says when China tells you something, you better believe them. I agree with her on that point. I do wait to see what China does with Taiwan. But Vivek was the mindset to say that we will defend Taiwan. And it's just like, uh, I don't necessarily agree with that. Because the reasoning behind that was they were the the leading manufacturer of a lot of these computer chips that we use for cars and stuff. It's like, so that's your reasoning for sending men and women to die? Yeah. Uh (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. That was pretty easy for me. Yes, <laughs> I don't care. I don't We're going to send your sons and daughters. I don't value any, anyone's lives. I, I, that was one stance he took that I was like, I definitely don't agree on. It's like, absolutely not. No. So um, he talked about putting AR-15s in every house. It's like, bro, when you've got a Navy, the Chinese Navy that would bombard Taiwan with naval strikes, airstrikes, your AR-15s are useless. That ain't going to do anything. But it was one of those, like, here's how we're going to stop. And it's like, that's that's not going to stop. You need one it. of those Jewish space lasers. The Jewish space laser would do it. <laughs> um, let's continue on. Nikki Haley, fi- oh, Joy Reid, making her black racist self very well known. Like, I, I cannot stand this woman. I can't believe people watch that bullshit. I can't believe she's not been canceled for being a racist. But if you're black, you're protected. Don't forget, you're the protected class. Um... Nikki Haley fires back at MSNBC's Joy Reid. We've had enough of dividing people on race. Reid calls Haley a brown lady who cannot win over GOP voters' Iowa caucus coverage. Just the level of blatant racism from these people is just outright disgusting. Yeah. Republican presidential candidate Nikki Haley fired back at MSNBC's Joy Reid, claiming they let, let... Actually, let me, let's me let listen to the soundbite. I, I don't like listening to this... this See you next Tuesday. <laughs> awful. All of them are awful. Everybody I, on MSNBC is terrible. The View, like they're horrible. But this is what she had to say. Let's uh, let's give it a listen real quick. Let's make sure I don't blow your eardrums out when I play this. So forgive me here. All right, hold on. Uh, one second. Here it is. Why can't I hear it? Let me turn it up for the audience. Boom, 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 boom. Probably because I muted it. Evangelical white state. And he said the following to me. Iowa is about 61% white Christian. The country as a whole is approximately 41% white Christian. And in Iowa, we're talking about evangelical white Christians. And he said the following. Because I asked him, what do they get out of supporting Donald Trump? Because he keeps losing. He keeps delivering losses and losses and losses. And he said the following. They see themselves as the rightful inheritors of this country. And Trump has promised to give it yeah. back to them. 
to whites? All the things that we think about, about electability, about, you know, what are people gaming out, or mm -hmm. none of that matters when you believe that God has given you this country, that it is yours, and that everyone who is not a white conservative Christian is a, is a fraudulent American, is a less, <laughs> a, less, a less real American, then you don't care about uh, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Look, here's the deal. <clears throat> These are the things that people will not quote me as saying, but they should. I've never said Trump was a racist. I've never said Trump was an anti-Semite. I've never said Trump was a xenophobe. I was like, Trump has taken a more progressive positioning on this. Trump was never that. But Joy Reid is going to do her best. Now, it, it certainly doesn't help when you've got a movement like the, the, the Twitter movement of Groypers and the Nick Fuentes anti-Semites out there identifying as MAGA first. By the way, Candace Owens, her endorsement of Vivek Ramaswamy to go campaign with him, that didn't last long. She literally flew out and she's flying right back. So it's like, good job on that one. Uh, but no, to sit there and try and paint this as a, a white nationalist movement, I don't agree with that. And the reason I'm going to say that is because here, I'm not sure if you've been watching the likes of Matt Walsh and Charlie Kirk out there, but there is a sudden emergence of the criticisms of Martin Luther King Jr. I'm going to explain more on this and the reasoning why um, and why I disagree with with doing this and at this point in time. But number one, I think more than ever, we've, we've talked about this multiple times on the show, and you can quote me, minorities are changing gear. When you've got Charlemagne the God coming out there saying, again, the reason I'm, I'm referencing him is he's got a lot of influence in black culture. But when he comes out and says Biden hasn't done anything for us, black people are starting to wake up and say, wait a minute, what have Democrats actually done for us? Nothing. They've used this as political pawns. They keep us poor. They keep us up on the government dime and thus voting Democrat. So when you've got minorities starting to wake up and say, wait a minute, maybe the Republicans are not as, as racist as they were painted out to be. Maybe I kind of understand their positioning here. You're going to see minorities shift focus and start voting Republican. You're going to see it. So to, to Joy Reid to say something like this is like so racist as that to say like, you know, Trump's base truly believes that they they should have the country. It should be a white country. It's like, um, I don't think to my recollection, Trump has ever ever made any divisive or I shouldn't say divisive any reference to race in that capacity now they'll go back and say that he quoted there's very fine people on both sides he was talking about supporters it was not talking about the Ku Klux Klan tiki torch wearing or carrying people out there it's not what he said they misquoted him on that one but does there make this assumption that MAGA or Republicans in general are bent on a white nationalist type of movement is very disingenuous. But again, this comes from liberal leftists like Joy Reid that are at heart black racists. And I'm telling you right now, white people don't need to start stepping up and calling out these racist blacks for what they are. Racism is racism is racism. It doesn't matter where it comes from. There is no such thing as reverse racism. It's just racism. Oh, by the way, Matt Gates. Matt Gates goes out there and says uh, the beatings will continue until morale improves as far as Trump winning. And it's like, you're the reason people will not vote for Donald Trump. You won't. You talk about unity. This is why Trump cannot unite. And Matt Gates is another one of these paid shill charlatans who, by the way, criticized Trump at one point, but now is big on Team Trump because he understands if I can ride this guy's coattail, I'll go far. Yep. J.D. Vance. I got a tweet pulled up from him. This guy, like, made Trump akin to Hitler. Did you know that? I didn't know that either until I saw the tweet. It's like, yeah, most people did. Really? Like, this guy likes to get peed on by hookers. No, no, no. This is J.D. Vance. Yeah, I know. Like, I, I, a lot of people, like Republicans and Democrats. There was. Uh, yeah, there was a there, lot of people, yeah. 
I just don't think there's a whole lot of difference between the two groups other than maybe like 4% of the Republican Party. I feel like people like J.D. Vance and the rest of them, it's just like you're, you're charlatans. Yeah. If you're going to have a position, then stick to the position. If you see the popularity shift, hold true to your beliefs. Uh, if you lose, you lose. Your allegiance be to your constituents who voted you in based nope. on what you said that you were going to do when you were in office? I think this is him prior to running, though, because he basically attacked a lot of uh, low really? IQ voters. Let me actually pull up this tweet for you. It doesn't make him look good at all. I wonder if... Um a lot of people started calling into MSNBC and telling them that Joy Reid is a racist and they were... Dude, they don't care because it gets the clicks. No, it, that's the thing. Is like negativity fuels the divide and it makes these, makes these organizations money. That's the way it's always going to be. Um, I saw John Cardillo basically has dropped out. He said he's probably going to vote Trump now. It's like, dude, you threw in the towel way early. Cardillo and a lot of these other big name DeSantis supporters are like, dude... Um, what happened? Like you were all about it. And then you get a little bit of a hiccup. It's like, I'm done. I quit. It's like, um, okay, here's the deal. Yeah. It doesn't look good. It means it's going to be a harder fight, but give it a little bit longer before you decide to just say, I quit. It's like, how resolute were you in your support of the Santos to begin with? Then I wonder like, and I feel like there's a lot of people that were, um, more against Trump and pro DeSantis because they just don't like Trump personally yeah. versus those of us who are like, I don't like his policy. I prefer DeSantis Cardillo doing that. It's like, yeah, I, 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 very disappointing. <laughs> Low IQ voter here. Yeah, same here, Chevy. Bunch of listless vessels. <laughs> Tommy Laren. Oh God. Okay, she said instead of trying to tear down DeSantis supporters, the Trump social media army should embrace the fact that we are all on one team and we are ready to fight for Donald Trump. Given now, given we now know he is going to be our nominee, that doesn't take away anything from Ron DeSantis. He is the best governor of America in the future of this party. Right now, it's still Trump. It's still Trump election, and we have to fight like hell on this behalf. United. Disagree. Disagree. Not going to happen. Unless I see Trump make some torp type of um, reach across, like he brings DeSantis on. Some sort of a reach around. So yeah, some sort of a reach around. It's not going to happen for me. Not going to happen. <laughs> nope. Won't happen. What was that? <laughs> it's been... Mm. Not going to happen. Um, there are going to be a lot of people that say unite. I, I just don't see it. I'm not voting for a Democrat to be another Democrat. It's just not going to happen. Um, people are saying RFK. I don't think I would ever vote for it. It's coming to me now. It's just like if Trump does secure the GOP nomination and RFK is the nominee is independent, which I think he's going to be, and it's Joe Biden, bro, it's a shit basket. It's just a, it's like a repeat of 2020. It's like, well, here we go. It's like, this is the best we've got. Even Ben Carson. Ben Carson came out and made Trump akin to like David from the Bible. I'm just like, what is wrong with you? Well, both of them did commit adultery. I'll give you that. <laughs> it's like, what is wrong with you? You could support a guy without trying to like bring in the religious conviction, but that's what sways the evangelicals. I know, that's kind of Ben Carson's thing that he's a, he's goofy when it comes to he's that. He's pretty, he's a religious guy. Oh yeah, he like is. going all the way back to yeah. his 2015 run. Mm -hmm. I really like him. I like him too. I listen to him speak. Like, he's got he's, a great... Wow, he's got Back a great story. story. Yeah, but I mean, some of these things are just like, what's wrong with you? Like, you can make comparisons, but of the biblical nature, did David tell Bathsheba that he was going to grab her by the, you know, I, I don't, I don't think so. It's like I don't know. Maybe he was trying to make the comparison of like he's the apple of God's eyes. Like, but I'm gonna yeah. I'm pretty sure that David was also very repentful, whereas in Trump, I, but also I don't care uh, about stuff well, like I that. Mean, if God can make an ass talk, then <laughs> surely he could use Trump to, to do his will, right? <laughs> That's one way of looking at it. Um, all right, let's get it. Oh, by the way, Asa Hutchinson's suspends or Asa Hutchinson suspends his campaign. I stand by the campaign I ran. Um, 
Who are you again? I know. <laughs> no, he, he actually said a lot of things like him and that Tom, Tom dude. And then, um, Doug, Doug Burgum. They said a lot of things I agreed with. I mean, they were, they seemed like genuinely good dudes. They yeah, ran I'm decent campaigns. Asa Hutchinson, but or Asa, whatever his name yeah, is. Yeah, Asa Hutchinson. Hutchinson. Yeah. Uh, Doug Burgum. Yeah, he just he seemed like a pretty solid dude. He did. I didn't. I didn't hear him really say anything that I really hardcore disagreed on. But yeah. I was like, you just don't have the donors. And you don't have the votes, man. That's what sucks about this. Um, but H is out. Ace is out. Um, all right, Charlie Kirk. This is the thing that just. <laughs> Uh, whatever. Uh, let's just get into it. Here we go. Um, Charlie Kirk flips on Martin Luther King Jr. Attacks growing meth. Now, Charlie Kirk, not three or four years ago, the tweets are there, praised Martin Luther King Jr. Oh, my God. Martin Luther King Jr. as a hero. This was Charlie Kirk. The tweets there. You can go look it up. It's circulating now. But Kirk is taking a new positioning here, and Matt Walsh is doing the same thing. Their reasoning for attacking Martin Luther King Jr. is to dispel the myth or the the godlike symbol or the symbol symbolism behind who Martin Luther King Jr. is to a select group of people. Now, Matt Walsh has said the reasoning for this is basically the left has done this to the likes of Christopher Columbus, Martin or uh, Martin, uh, excuse me, um, Robert E. Lee, many different historical figures that again did good things but had a lot of skeletons in their closets. And I tweeted at Kirk. It's like, wait till you find out the forefathers actually owned slaves. It's like, you know. But the reason to do this thing that we're going to play by the leftist rules here, we're going to start tearing down your idols. And I'm like, look, I get the reasoning behind this. I get the logic behind it. It's like, but do you really think in this time and period when you're seeing minorities start to shift gears and recognize and realize the Republicans are not as racist or they're not racist like the likes of Joy Reid says we are? But then when you take this positioning, what outcome do you think is going to happen? This is this is not the time to be pulling this right now. I, I emphatically disagree with this tactic. I don't think it's going to work. But we'll... Far be it from me. So, Charlie Kirk, I feel, Kirk, Sobasek, Walsh, and the rest of them, they're on this united effort now to start tearing down Martin Luther King Jr. by exposing, get this, the humanity of who he was. Well, that's fine. But a lot of the things he said still resonate. A lot of the principles he stood on still resonate. Was he an adulterer? Was he kind of a piece of crap behind closed doors? Possibly. Yeah. Not saying he's not. It's like, but doing this right now, when you're trying to get more, because here's the deal. I don't think that if you're a black voter that's on the fence and suddenly you see MAGA, MAGA influencers or conservative influencers start saying like Martin Luther King Jr. was a horrible person. She's like, uh, What? I don't think they're going to see through the reasoning as to why you're doing this. They're just going to see the fact that you are doing this. You got to remember a lot of low IQ voters out there. Conservative activist Charlie Kirk has flipped his stance on Martin Luther King Jr. from a pray from praise to criticism and attacked the myth surrounding the civil rights activists in a slew of social media posts on Monday. Dozens of political voices, both conservative and liberal, praise King every year in recognition of Martin Luther King Day. But this year, Kirk pushed back against the positive stance. Kirk, who is no stranger to polarizing statements in the political realm, addressed his view in several social media posts and during an episode of the Charlie Kirk show that aired on Monday. Um, <clears throat> Kirk's tweet was, who is MLK? A myth has been created and has grown totally out of control. While he was alive, most people disliked him. Yet today, he is the most honored, worshipped, even deified person of the 20th century. Um, today, hold on, uh, today we're going to tell the truth and explain how this myth was born. Happy Monday. 
In past years, Kirk praised King as a hero and a civil rights icon, according to a report by Wired, but Kirk has since voiced a different belief. Kirk followed up his MLK post with several others related to the topic, one of which he called out Malcolm Kenyatta, a Democrat serving in Pennsylvania's House of Representatives. Um, Kenyatta accused Kirk of working to undermine MLK and vote in the Voting Rights Act, but Kirk refuted the claim. Um, I don't think I don't think he's doing that, but I also don't think this is the time and a place to be trying to attempt to do this. Let's uh, on Martin Luther King Day. Yeah, it's like <laughs> really. Uh, um, this is a lie. A no one is advocating against the the right to vote. Kirk wrote, he's, "Yeah, he's actually not advocating that." I will concede to that. Kirk wrote, uh, stop fear-mongering, telling the truth about MLK should not be trampling sacred ground. He was just a man, a very flawed one at that. Worship God, not a mythological anti-racist creation of the 1960s. Kirk took a strong stance against MLK in December when he spoke at a Turning Point USA political convention. Wired reporter Kirk found a Turning Point USA in America. Blah, 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 blah. At the convention, Kirk pushed back against praise for MLK, calling the civil rights activist awful and not a good person. Why? Like, Why? I, I, yeah, their cities disintegrate, their families collapse, educational pro progress stagnates. They become enormously dependent on government support. Kirk posted on X before adding that, you know, the tree by its fruit. Ooh, <laughs> oh man. Okay. He's not wrong. He's not. We look at Democrat cities. You look at black culture in America. It is very, very bad. It is very toxic. Now, here's the point that I'm trying to make. Now is not the time to be doing this. Now, you're going to alienate minorities heavily with this. Heavily with this. But um, he even says, I haven't even done my show yet on MLK Jr. And it's already, it's clear to me that I have found the sacred cow of modern America. Kirk posted on Monday morning. Ask yourself, why is exposing the flaws of MLK's life and character something he said we should judge others by so controversial? Has America become more colorblind and merit-based the more we have worshipped King? Oh, my God. This is not the time to be doing this. But, you know, a lot of what he's saying is not wrong. But it's just like, why are you saying this, though? Of all times now, why? You're going to basically, I, I feel like this maneuver right here, again, the reasoning behind it, it's not because he actually wants to delve into MLK. This is a slap back at the left using the exact same tactics they employ to attack anyone on the right or historical figures they don't find to be politically correct. Um, yes, you could apply the same standards to Martin Luther King Jr. 100% you could. You could do that to anybody. Yeah. You're going to find flaws with every single person out there. Welcome to living in glass houses. That's the way it's going to work. Do I think Martin Luther King Jr. said some stupid things? Yes, I do. Do I think he was a flawed human being? Yes, I do. Do I think he was a major contributor to the civil rights activism? Yes, I do. You're not, for me, it's not zero sum. It's not an all or nothing kind of thing. It's like, I do agree with a lot of what he said in terms of like, again, merit-based, don't judge somebody by the color of their skin. I have a dream. It sounds good. Yeah. But like he's also- One of the most important speeches in American history. He did also advocate for socialism at some point. It's like, I disagree with that a lot. But again, I understand why Walsh and Kirk and the rest of them have this positioning. I just don't think now is the time to be doing this. If you're MAGA and you want your guy to win and you want to win over my, more my, because here's the deal. If you strip the left of the minority vote, they're done. They are done. That's yeah. all the Democrats have are the minority votes plus white liberals. When you see the minorities shift, the goal is to get them over to the right, but they're going to first shift independent and then you got to, you got to woo them over slowly. This tactic ain't it. It ain't it. And so I feel like Kirk and Walsh and the rest of them, I think you're becoming more of a, a what's the word? You're becoming more of a, um, 
what, what am I trying to say here? You're gonna do you're gonna do more damage than good with this tactic. You're gonna do way more. Wait for the election year to be over before employing this. But if you know, ultimately, I think this is gonna hurt Republicans overall. I don't think this is gonna hurt Trump per se. I don't think it's gonna hurt the same. I think it hurts everybody on the right. So it's like stop, stop doing this. But free speech, do what you want to do. I think it's a dumb tactic to employ. Don't agree with it as far as doing it. What they're saying, I don't necessarily disagree with. Hopefully that makes sense. We'll say. Um, I don't know. Uh, and then last, most certainly not least, I saw this one. Um, yeah, my pool's freezing. Um, so I, I think I'll go home today and just turn the water back. Actually, shit. I think I don't know if the line to it is frozen because there's a hookup from the spigot straight to the pool that fills it. I think that might be frozen. Hmm. Only one way to find out. Yeah, I can turn it on and see. I do. I don't know. That is a little worrisome. The spigot itself is not frozen. Yeah, and then today, the sun's out for sure. Yeah, and like we're supposed to get like more higher temperatures in the next three days, where it'll melt all this stuff. But in the meantime, it's like, dude, crap. But we'll see. Uh, Chicago area Tesla charging stations lined with dead cars in freezing cold. A bench of dead robots out here. I thought that was kind of funny because I actually own a Tesla. Chicago and much of the Midwest are plunged into a deep freeze. Um, desperate Tesla owners in and around Chicago were seen trying to charge their vehicles with no luck amid frigid temperatures that have gripped the Midwest. Uh, charging stations have essentially turned into car graveyards in recent days as temperatures have dropped to the negative double digits, Fox Chicago reported. Nothing, no juice, still on 0%. Tyler Beard, who has been trying to recharge his Tesla and Oak Brook, Illinois Tesla supercharging station since Sunday afternoon, told the news outlets. And this is like three hours being out here after being out here three hours yesterday. Um, They're trying to get everybody to buy an electric vehicle. I know. This is not... <laughs> This is why you shouldn't. Yeah. But this is why it's like, here's the deal. I I actually had a home charger installed. It cost me, it cost me a pretty penny. Yeah. They're only like 250 bucks, I think. And you install it and it runs on a 20, 220 voltage. So you can charge at home. A lot of Californians, a lot of these residents live in apartment complexes. They don't have that option. So they do save money on gas. You do. But don't sit there and kid yourself that you're cleaning up the planet because you're not. You're doing far more damage. I just bought a Tesla because I like the fact I ain't paying out the ass and gas. I love that. Um, uh, it's pretty cool. I mean, all oh, the technology car, yeah. on yeah. it and everything. Oh, yeah. is, but I mean, I you have an iPad there. So a gas-powered uh, vehicle. Oh, 100%. In case something like that happens. 100%. So all of these all of these Californians, all these hippies out there, you're sitting there crying to the sky. It's like, well, I can't trip. My car's dead. Yeah, because you need coal burning. Solar will not work in a lot of these conditions. It's just not going to do you any good. Now, when the power goes down, you're out of luck. You've got nothing. You can't just sit there and start a fire and then like try and, you know, harvest some kind of energy. It doesn't work. You're done. Your, your vehicle's dead in the water. So if your main point of transportation is a Tesla and you don't have a charger at home, if the power goes down, you don't have transportation. That is a risk you take when you buy a Tesla. I hate to say that, but it's the truth. That's why it's good to have an alternate that is gas powered. If you have that option, buy a piece of crap hoopty. It's all you need it for, but I thought that was hilarious. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, new EV battery is 13,000. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. I'll probably sell. I'll trade my Tesla in before I get to that point where it's like, you know, I need to get a new Tesla now or at least a used one that doesn't have so many miles on it. But I thought that was outright hilarious. But again, people don't learn until um, you actually see the stuff manifest itself. It's like, what have we learned? Like, what have we learned? So 
we'll see. Aren't there a lot of uh, electric vehicles from um, like Ford and Honda? Mm-hmm. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. That nobody's buying? Or Hertz. I don't know. I think it was Hertz bought a bunch of electric vehicles and then <laughs> nobody wanted to use them. So they after like, this, it was like yeah. $250 million worth. Ooh, after this, there's going to be a lot of people yeah. saying, I'll never buy a Tesla again. It's like, well, if that's your primary means of transportation and the and the shit goes sideways, you're SOL. Like yeah. you've got nothing, you've got nothing to do. I mean, you got, you got to have a combustion engine. There's no other way around that. So unless, unless there was a way. Unless there was a way to like put solar panels on your car and have it some way connected to it, then I, that would actually be something I think Elon should explore. But I also wonder, and I'm not a solar expert here. I wonder how long that You're would not? take. No, absolutely not. No. I thought about getting the solar panels for the house, but then when I actually looked at the the price point, you don't make your ROI for at least 20 to 25 years. It's like, nah, not worth it. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a good idea at all. No. It really does. Like it sounds good in theory to be able to take and harvest solar energy and run your house off of it. But at the same time, if you're paying twenty five to fifty to seventy five thousand to pay for them in the installation, you're basically just better off paying the electric bill, depending on how much you're paying a month. So now I do know that you can actually sell some electricity back to the city. There's a lot that goes into that. But at the same time, though, like if power goes down, you have no electricity, your batteries run out and it's 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 cloudy out. There's no solar power. You're again, you're SOL. So all my stuff runs off of propane. I, I kind of like that aspect. I still have electric, but I also have propane, so that, that's kind of nice. Yeah. But All right, folks, that does it for today's of the All-American Savage Show podcast. Um, appreciate you guys tuning in. If you like what you heard, support us over on Rumble. Help us out there. We greatly appreciate support. It's right there in the comments. You can go hit that Rumble, um, or Locals, excuse me. Go, go subscribe. Five bucks a month. Help us out. Every Friday, we're running a discount on a specific product on ShellshockCBD.com and 1920brand.com. You'll get the most highest discount possible through your support of the show over there. We greatly love and appreciate every single one of you. Um, thanks for listening in today. Outcome sucks. It is what it is. We are in uh, the opening stretch of this race. Does it, does it suck? Shut up, Josh. We're in the opening stretch of this race, and we will see how this continues. Um, will DeSantis be able to pull off um, a close, a closer second to Donald Trump in other states? We're going to have to wait and see. If he doesn't pull it in the next two states, it's probably not going to happen. And we'll have to just concede to that fact. But until we get to that level, hold the line. Believe in what you want to believe. That's fine. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow at 12 p.m. CST right here. Uh, today is what, Tuesday? Yep. Tuesday, yep. So tomorrow's Wednesday. And yeah, we don't have any guests lined up. So we'll see. But all right. Anything outside of that? Anything to add, my man? You guys have a great night. And as always, stay savage, America.